Welcome to A Beggar Who Found Bread. I'm Brad Alexander, your host and resident beggar who found bread. And I just want to tell other people where I found it. This episode, What About Love? Yes, that popular power ballad by Hart back in 1985, when, of course, power ballads were as plentiful as mullets. But Anne and Nancy Wilson, yeah, they could rock out. So don't get me wrong. Those girls could rock. I almost, I toyed with the idea. I almost went with What's Love Got to Do With It as a title for this episode, that Tina Turner classic song from the 80s. It's so weird saying songs from when I was growing up are classic. Anyway, but anyway, I had to stay true to who I am and true to my roots. I'm a rocker. So I went with heart. What about love? I'm so glad you asked. If you're a regular listener to this podcast, you may notice I try to present the whole of Scripture as applicable today. It's not the Old Testament is for Jews and the New Testament is for Christians. If you're a follower of Jesus, the Messiah, the whole of Scripture applies to our lives today. Also, if you're a frequent listener of this program, you know, and this may just be kind of my personal axe to grind, but you know that I'm just not a fan of the phrase Old Testament and New Testament because it can and has led to the misunderstanding that the Old Testament is outdated and obsolete and the New Testament has replaced it. Out with the old, in with the new. And that's completely wrong. It's not biblical. It's not scriptural. The Tanakh the Torah, the prophets, and the writings, the Old Testament, if you must, are quoted or referenced over 800 times in the Brit Hadashah, the Gospels, the Epistles, and Revelation, the New Testament. And then, of course, not only are there those 800-plus references in the Brit Hadashah, there's also Yeshua's, Jesus's words found in Matthew chapter 5, the Sermon on the Mount. Do not think that I came to abolish the Torah or the prophets. I did not come to abolish, but to fulfill. Amen. I tell you, until heaven and earth pass away, not the smallest letter or serif shall ever pass away from the Torah until all things come to pass. Therefore, whoever breaks one of the least of these commandments and teaches others the same shall be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever keeps and teaches them, this one shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you that unless your righteousness exceeds that of the Pharisees and Torah scholars, you shall never enter the kingdom of heaven. Not the smallest letter or serif of the Torah and prophets shall ever pass away till heaven and earth pass away. So, letter or serif. A serif is a stroke of, a pen, of the pen. It's a pen stroke. So, not the smallest letter or pen stroke shall pass away till heaven and earth pass away. That's what Messiah said. So, yes, the law still applies to us today. God's children, the Jew and the grafted-in Gentile. As I've stated before, 
When a child's adopted into a family, they follow the rules, values, and practices of the family into which they have been adopted. We have been adopted into Israel through faith in Messiah Yeshua. And so the rules, values, and practices set forth by our Abba Father are how we are to live. We are his children. He doesn't have one set of rules for these children, the natural born, and another set of rules for those who are grafted in. We are his children. He is our Father. Amen. So you probably hear me talk about the importance of obedience from time to time, or fairly frequently on this podcast. As we gain understanding of the scriptures, we should apply them to our lives. For us to know what is right to do and not to do it, it's sin. That's what the Apostle Paul wrote. As I have tried to emphasize, our obedience is not a way to earn God's love or favor. It's our response, our reasonable service in response to God's love, reflected glaringly in the life, death, burial, and resurrection of Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus, the Messiah. God's love for us poured out as his wrath was poured out upon the blameless, innocent, sinless son of El Shaddai. Obedience is important. We behave according to the scripture, and people notice that. And that's how they tell we're different. We're set apart. We're his children. And they'll recognize that when we behave as he has called us to. But what's love got to do with it? Oh yeah, thank you for reminding me. In Matthew 22 we read, But the Pharisees, when they heard that Yeshua had silenced the Sadducees, gathered together in one place, and testing him, one of them, a lawyer, asked, Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the Torah? And he said to him, You shall love Adonai your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. The entire Torah and the prophets hang on these two commandments. Love God and love your neighbor. The entire Torah and prophets hang on these two commandments. How awesome is that? Love for God and love for our neighbor must be the motivation behind all that we do. Now, I've heard well-meaning followers of Christ say, love God and love your neighbor. That's it. We don't need all those other laws. And that's not what Yeshua is saying here. That's not what he's saying at all. He's saying that loving Adonai Elohim, the Lord our God, and loving our neighbors as ourselves is the motivation behind the entire Torah and prophets. Just saying, well, I love God and I love my neighbor, and and having warm, fuzzy feelings about them, isn't what these commands are talking about. And yes, they are commands. They're found in Deuteronomy 6 and Leviticus 19, that we're to love the Lord our God. 
Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God, the Lord is one, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. Amen. And in Leviticus 19, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. So when we think, think just about the Ten Commandments. They each reflect a love for God or for our neighbor. And as a quick side note, loving our neighbor is ultimately a reflection of loving God. But you probably already knew that. So in Exodus 20, let's run through, run through the Ten Commandments. Have no other gods before me. That's about loving God. Don't make idols or graven images and bow down to them. Loving God. Don't take the name of Adonai in vain. Loving God. That's what that's about. Remember the Shabbat, Sabbath, and keep it holy. That's about loving God. Honor your father and mother. That's about loving God, and it can fit into loving your neighbor because they are other people. So it's a reflection of love to other humans. Honoring your mother and father. Do not murder. That is a reflection of loving loving your neighbor. Do not commit adultery. Again, that goes to loving neighbors. Don't steal. Loving your neighbor. Don't bear false witness. Loving your neighbor. Do not covet. That's about loving your neighbor. So that's they're all broken down and they'll they'll focus on either loving God or loving our neighbors. So we see God's law hangs on the first two commands, on those commands that Yeshua illuminated, loving God and loving our neighbor. The whole of the law hangs on that. And as you study through the scripture, you will see the same is true of all of God's commands. They're all either tied to loving God or loving our neighbor. But again, the chief motivator must be love. Just as we can't know what it's like or what it is to forgive, we can't know what it is to forgive until we have been forgiven. And I mean the true forgiveness that we receive from God through Messiah. And so just in the same way that we can't really know how to forgive properly until we know that forgiveness, we can't know what it is to love properly, to love correct, until we have experienced and received God's love. The scripture says God is love. So we must know him to know love. He loved us first. Anything we know of real love comes from him. So even if one obeyed the entire law, all the different, all the different laws and commands outside of loving God and loving his or her neighbor, but they did everything else that's written, written there throughout the law, just checked off the boxes without loving God and with, without loving their neighbors, love not being the driving force. It's pointless. It's checking off a list, trying to impress, trying to earn, trying to win. It's pointless. What about love? It's all about love. 1 Corinthians 13, 
And this may be the only passage you'll ever hear me read from the message version. You can read it in whatever version that you have. I like the way this reads. Um, it, it just brings out some different points to it. And so I'm going to read it from the message version. But again, not, not very often I'll, I'll break that version out. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. If I speak with human eloquence and angelic ecstasy, but don't love, I'm nothing but the creaking of a rusty gate. If I speak God's word with power, revealing all his mysteries and making everything plain as day, and if I have faith that says to a mountain, jump, and it jumps, but I don't love, I'm nothing. If I give everything I own to the poor, and even go to the stake to be burned as a martyr, but I don't love, I've gotten nowhere. So no matter what I say, what I believe, and what I do, I'm bankrupt without love. Love never gives up. Love cares more for others than for self. Love doesn't want what it doesn't have. Love doesn't strut. Love doesn't have a swelled head. Doesn't force itself on others. Isn't always me first. Doesn't fly off the handle. Doesn't keep score of the sins of others. Doesn't revel when others grovel takes pleasure in the flowering of truth, puts up with anything, trusts God always, always looks for the best, never looks back, but keeps going to the end. Love never dies. Inspired speech will be over someday. Praying in tongues will end. Understanding will reach its limit. We know only a portion of the truth, and what we say about God is always incomplete. But when the complete arrives, our incompletes will be canceled. When I was an infant, at my mother's breast, I gurgled and cooed like any infant. When I grew up, I left those infant ways for good. We don't yet see things clearly. We're squinting in a fog, peering through a mist. But it won't be long before the weather clears and the sun shines bright. We'll see it all then. See it all as clearly as God sees us. Knowing him directly, just as he knows us. But for right now, until that completeness, we have three things to do to lead us towards that consummation. Trust steadily in God. Hope unswervingly. Love extravagantly. And the best of the three is love. That is 1 Corinthians 13. And again, that's the, that's the message version. And uh, I, I enjoy the way that reads. So, but that's, it's all about love. What's, love. what's love got to do with it? As Tina Turner said, and what about love? Yeah, it's all about love. All that we say and do in our obedience to God's word and the leading of his spirit must be done in love. Even when we correct one another, speak the truth in love. This doesn't mean it won't hurt, but if it's given in love, it should be received that way. I've had people correct me on stuff, call me out, they do it privately as it's supposed to be done and they talk to me about things. And then after, after there's been a couple of times where people have been almost apologetic to me. 
sorry I had to do that, or sorry I had this, I, I just really felt like, I, no, don't be sorry, please don't be sorry. No, man, you're right. And telling me that shows me that you love me and that you care. If I'm walking around with my fly open, some spinach stuck in my teeth, or a bat in the cave, the person who tells me loves me. That's a real friend. That make sense? It should. Adonai Elohim, the Lord our God, demonstrates his love for us in that while we were living in open, sinful rebellion and disobedience to him, while we were doing all that, Messiah died for us. That's the love God has for us. And when we know that love, we can then love God and love our neighbors properly. When we know and experience that love, whatever sacrifice we make in serving and obeying Him pales in comparison. When we surrender to God through Messiah because of His great love, because of the sacrifice that He has made for us through Messiah Jesus, Surrendering to him costs us everything. It means I'm laying my life down. It's not about me anymore. It's all about you. It costs us everything. But in light of what he has done, it costs us nothing. The truth is it costs him everything. And we should be willing to lay everything else aside to follow him as he has called us in response to his amazing steadfast love he is so good i want to thank you for giving me your time and remember i am just a beggar who found bread the bread of life messiah yeshua jesus the christ and i want to let others know where i found where i found that bread other folks that are hungry out there. And it's interesting because some people might say, well, you know, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. So you can lead a beggar to bread, but you can't make them eat. And that's true. But our job as followers of Messiah, as children of the Most High God, through Messiah Jesus, our job isn't actually just to lead them to bread. Our job is to make them hungry for the only bread that will satisfy, the bread of life, Messiah Yeshua. And we will do that when we are living the way he called us to. It will get people's attention and they will get hungry for the only bread that will satisfy that hunger, Messiah Yeshua. So let's live motivated by love for him and love for our neighbors. Let's live the way he has called us to that we can bring other people to the bread of life and they can find it and partake and be satisfied. Go on out there and do that, motivated by his love. Thanks again for giving me your time. I appreciate it. I want to give a shout out and thanks to all of you who take the time to rate this podcast. You share it with others. You like it. You subscribe to it. I appreciate all of that very much. Now you go out and give them heaven.